so you were you were just telling me a little bit ago you've been playing um or or Sean was playing some Vice City. Vice City yeah, was Vice hitting, City. Is it hitting a little bit cleaner than GTA three then? It's a, it's it's a better game. Is that confirmed? Have we confirmed that it the series gets a little bit better, maybe? No. 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 And I'm not I'm not making statements at your behest. In You're this the way. one who said but I will it. Say this. You no, said listen, it to me. Listen, I listen. won't be caught dead on the record. <laughs> I won't be on the record saying this, but I will say this. You can drive a golf cart around on the regular road, okay? The evolution that happened in that year was real, and you can feel it, okay? It's there. They needed a year to get their idea centered, okay? Uh Yeah. They had room left in the... They had gas in the tank for... Drive a golf cart on the regular road. Right. Okay. Right, right. So that's all I'm saying. And they decided we can set the thing in actual Scarface time and not just make weird passing references to it. We can just lean into the Scarface-ness of yeah. the whole venture. Yeah. They could just make their Scarface game. They didn't <laughs> have to, you know, just pretend to be making a Scarface game. They could make an actual Scarface game. And it's even better because... They can also make it a Miami Vice game, I guess. I don't know why someone would want that. But I guess that was important to them culturally, those guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so there you go. It's, it's. I don't know. I think the remaster looks better for Vice City than it does for any of the other two games. Oh, interesting. Because Vice City, the lighting is just bright. Yeah. And that's simple. <laughs> you know, like anybody can get Color. bright lighting down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Color and brightness is not that difficult to nail down. Yeah. Whereas like San Andreas just looks like hecka wrong. Just dirty. And GTA three well no. And you know what? Actually if San Andreas looked dirty, yeah, that yeah. would be that Better. would be perfect because there was this like kind of like brown orangish filter right. on all of San Andreas to make it look you know, like Los Angeles during, on, yeah. on a bright day. What's you know? great about San Andreas is at the time you lean into really weird fog things because you just don't have good draw distances. But for Los Angeles, for, for San Andreas, it makes perfect. It just works. That's just part of the That's environment. That's smog, baby. <laughs> That's just the smog. All right. That's just the, the you know, the comeuppance of our cyberpunk, you know, late capitalist uh, reality. You know, that's all. San Andreas is the one true cyberpunk game. Is that what we're actually saying then? No, I'm saying San Andreas, like the real world, yeah. is a post-cyberpunk <laughs> dystopia. Let's go! Welcome, come on in. I've got the tea going, so uh, if you want to sit and stay a while, this here's the old gamer's almanac. My name's Matt Hunter. My, my name's Matt Mars, and I'm joined with Hunter Donald. My name is Matt Hunter. Hi, and I'm here with Hunter Matt. How's it going? What is your deal today? So, Matt, see, I'll go ahead and say this right now. Matt seems off. Matt has a weird energy, which is sad because I came into this episode thinking I get to be the one that's off today because I hurt my my upper back uh-huh. near the neck area, near that lower neck area, Right. okay? And I was rolling around in my crib last night mm-hmm. like a grumpy baby, yeah. okay? Rolling around in there. Could not get settled any which way. <laughs> I am going on very little sleep. And a cup of coffee right now. Yep. Uh, but it's but it sounds like my energy yeah. is closer to center. All right. <laughs> oh, that, that'll up, be weird. We woke up early and watched a Nintendo Direct this morning. That was pretty weird. Uh, it's a month old news at this point, so I'm not going to share Nintendo news. Now we don't Who need cares? to talk about but it. Yeah. it. Just that that's the that's what I'm coming off of is is just sure. watching nothing but farming simulators on the Nintendo Switch for 40 minutes. So yeah. But today, we are talking about Aliens versus Predator 2, the PC first-person shooter from 2001. Uh-huh. This is, of course, a part of our season, 2001, A Game Odyssey. And right. this is our, is this our only first-person shooter 
that is in the season and the only thing that will go toe-to-toe with Halo Combat Evolved in this entire season? I believe so. I don't think yeah. we have a single other first-person shooter. So we got to see maybe kind of actually just a light year for first-person shooters, at least from our perspective. There's other stuff. I mean, there's like a castle from Wolfenstein game in this year and stuff that we're not talking about, I guess. But this is the one we're talking about because the key to this game is, yeah, 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 it's a first-person shooter. It's a, it's a licensed IP. It's got aliens. It's got predators. It's got humans. The big key to this game is is that it is an asymmetric multiplayer game. So the whole idea to it is, yeah, yeah, there's some campaigns, but in the multiplayer, you can set up game modes where some players are playing as humans who have guns and stuff, kind of your standard shooter affair. And then you have some players playing as predators, which are sort of just like still guns and stuff but fancier you've got like invisibility things and and nets and traps and goofy stuff like that a little bit maybe more less run and gun and more plotting more more snoopy uh and then finally the snoopiest of all is the aliens who uh really don't have guns at all they've just got their mouths and tails but they can run on walls uh, and sneak through uh ventilation shafts and things yeah. like that that's that's and like, they can pounce they, they can, can jump pounce. real real yeah. fast they can far. upgrade the, you can you can do game modes with the aliens where you start as the little chest bur- or you start as a face hugger turn into a chest burster chest inside of someone turn into a drone and then eventually become a queen and so they've got this like evolution to their game modes it's yeah. a nifty little experiment it's got a lot going on it's the second in the series uh, but it's the one that came out in 2001 so that's why we're talking about it I have no idea how much this game improves on the mechanics of the first um there's even an expansion that hunter and i didn't really touch much of uh that came out the following year but we're really just sitting here with avp2 alone uh this is by monolith games who uh i come to learn is kind of a wild company they do all sorts of they're like not a first person shooter company they're just sort of like a we do lots of crazy stuff They, they have a long storied history of all sorts of intellectual property games yeah, um, they made No One Lives Forever, uh, which is uh, a kind of, uh, I don't know, it's considered a darling to some people. Mm. Um, I'll say this, I don't quite I don't quite get what people really, really love about it, but I also haven't spent a lot of significant time with the series. Yeah, um, It's notably uh, a series of games that uh, is sort of off the books as yeah. far as anyone uh, owning it. No one knows who has <laughs> the rights to No One Lives Forever. I'm pretty sure, although not entirely certain, that the same is true of specifically Aliens vs. Predator 2, yep. which is why you will not find any re-releases of it, or you will not right. find it available on like Steam or anything like that. If you want to play Aliens vs. Predator 2, as far as I can tell right now, your only option is to go to Google <laughs> and type in aliens versus predator 2 pc yeah that'll take you to a web page that looks like it was built in 1996 <laughs> from that web page you can was, download the web page was built five years before the game came out yeah. they were ready the for web it page is actually older than the game <laughs> uh for sure uh it definitely looks older um from there you can download the game yep. piracy style right and then play it yeah now the thing is normally you know, I would say you probably shouldn't download a, a pirated game from just, a, especially just a web page from so long ago. But at the same time, no one really knows who owns this. <laughs> so it's not clear yeah. who will be mad at you, yeah. if anyone. Um, and there's a wonderful community that exists around this game that have, uh, they've, they've, they've done a great thing in yeah. that they have added patches to the game to fix some uh, issues to get it uh, running on newer hardware. Yeah. Um, and then also they have, uh, they've kind of fixed the the multiplayer. The multiplayer servers for this right. game went down long ago. I think they were GameSpy servers. Oh if you my remember God. GameSpy <laughs> multiplayer from uh, back in the day. Uh, those servers no longer exist, obviously. No one will be maintaining them, especially for a game that no one even knows who owns it. <laughs> um, so the community has stepped up, and you can play this game online. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about the went. game yeah and what if is it good so i'll say this it? much in in 2022 this game feels for me consistently intimidating it seems like all the things you're about to do are gonna break at any moment 
But as long as you just do all the required steps, everything actually works pretty well. I, I was even the one that set up the server we played the multiplayer on, and there were a few extra hiccups in that. But again, you just go to this community's Discord, and there's people on there that just like really talk you through it. Like there's just people playing this all the time. It is one of the I've joined a few different Discords for these like old games. Like I'm I'm in a Splinter Cell Chaos Theory Discord too. That's like people trying to keep that multiplayer alive. Mm-hmm. This one is notably way more robust and uh like put together and people constantly playing and things always going on within their community. So like, I don't know if you dig this game, you should, you should be aware that there's plenty of people out there still playing it a lot. There's a surprisingly large server list active right now. Like you could go look at it and there are like, I'm not kidding. 30 servers. You could go choose to play from, from this game that nobody owns and nobody releases in any significant way. Uh, so that part alone is kind of amazing. Uh, but also, you know, I don't I don't blame you if you look at it and you're a bit intimidated by just like, I don't know, this is the old way of installing games. These days, all I do is click the button on Steam and I and game happens. Uh, but right. this, this is an older mentality. You might end up with a video games icon on your desktop. That's how long ago we're talking about uh, PC games is when your your desktop was just completely like burdened with all of the games and everything on on your uh on your screen um you remember that man hunter you actually hunter you still kind of live in that world you still put buttons like all over i've seen your desktop yeah yeah, yeah. i put <laughs> no, honestly i was about to say i think uh everyone everyone else is the weird ones because the desktop <laughs> was made for you to put stuff on it everybody asks like you're supposed to keep the desktop completely clean that's insane. You understand? <laughs> it's not a real desktop. It's virtual. Uh, it, you are supposed to put things on it and then click on those things. Why are we just yeah. leaving it empty? <laughs> You're the weird one doing this yeah. with your computer. Yeah. And, and like someone will come in and see like your desktop with nothing on it and be like, oh, wow, how, how, how clean. What? Yeah. It's not clean. Yeah. It doesn't exist. It's, it's supposed not to be shortcuts. Real. It's supposed to be ease of access to everything on yes, your computer. They, they, you make it's for use you're supposed to use it <laughs> no one's gonna come in and look at the jpeg on your wall plate wallpaper yeah. and be like wow that was such a good jpeg you found yeah. I, I just uh yeah drives me nuts that one <laughs> uh but yeah i i dare i dare to dream of a world where there are things on my desktop and i can click on them <laughs> Uh, so AVP two, uh, obviously two distinct sort of modes to it: single player and multiplayer. I would certainly argue the single player really only functions to introduce you to all the tools in your kit for the multiplayer. If there are people out there that are super that's super into the single player of this game, that's cool. And uh, I bet also you know people that are into like aliens and predator stuff. There's a storyline going on here. But boy, I couldn't put any of it in my brain, and um, the only... I I played a decent little chunk, but did not finish the Alien campaign, and that's the one that, like, I really enjoyed, because it's actually a very different feeling kind of game, whereas the other two are, like, very much first-person shooters with, like, you know, fun guns, cool mechanics, but the Alien stuff, where you can crawl on walls... Uh, I want that in more stuff. I want a whole first-person shooter where everyone can do that, and it's like we are all properly occupying like a 3D space rather than everyone is grounded to the floor. I am very into the idea of just crawling around walls and stuff because it makes the all of the game feel really dynamic to me. That's that that is my highest high of this game was crawling all around the walls and whatnot. I feel differently. Yeah, I do not feel the same. Um, I definitely think that the single player is pretty substan- a pretty substantial part of the Alien versus Predator Two experience. Yeah, um, I think they made these campaigns not just to prepare you for multiplayer. I think that they made them thinking that you would experience them as as standalone things. There, there's a lot in there. Yeah, um, each campaign individually is like pretty short, probably around I don't know between three and five hours for each uh, campaign. Right. Um, but like, for example, the Marine campaign, which was my favorite part of the entire game experience was playing the Marine campaign. Interesting. There's a lot of really good, uh, sound design and atmosphere stuff happening in that campaign. Um, it's, it's definitely, I, I feel like they were making the single player aspect of of this game competing with 
you know, like Half-Life. Yeah, they were yeah. thinking about that game. Right. Well, um, they, we, we, were we were talking about other stuff Monoloth goes on to do. They, they end up making Fear, which is actually one of the few horror games I've ever played. Um, and I like I like Fear kind of a, a decent amount from my memory. I mean, it's been forever since I played it, and I never beat it or anything. But um, they this is a company that I think this game shows that they kind of understand horror in a pretty cool way and it's fun that i i like that you get to flip that around and become the monster too i mm -hmm. started with the alien campaign and i almost wish i had started with a human because that certainly sets a different tone for then how you go into the other two i think because yeah there's there's so much more environment environmental stuff in feeling the fear of the xenomorphs in the human right. campaign so then when you switch to the alien campaign to then feel that turn on its nose and like now i'm the thing although the alien campaign is hilarious because obviously you start as a face hugger and you're very vulnerable for like a while even though you're being really sneaky um, right I, I i still enjoy that stuff but but slowly growing to then become this like menace on the ship uh, is very fun, but then it, it kind of loses steam after a while, right? You don't have that many tools in your kit as a xenomorph, and you can only just like crawl around ventilation shafts for so long before uh, you kind of get it. The, the game has a problem uh, of like I, that I would say is like kind of typical of like first person shooters of this era. Yeah, um, the lighting is really good for the time. Uh, I want to make sure that I that I say that, but but there is a lot of um, hallways. Mm -hmm. that are just kind of gray or or brown that um that all just start looking the same and it's very very easy to get lost in this type of level design yeah. it's actually a problem that like it has inherited from like even doom or quake the worst part of of doom and quake is when you're playing uh, one of these maze like level uh designs and then you don't know where to go so you're just walking through rooms that you've been through over yeah. and over yeah um I would say with both Quake and Doom, the level design is like, th this is a flaw of any maze, right? So you make a maze, you put the player in a maze, you say, oh, okay, well, the, the maze the maze is the, the shape of the design, and we want you to to navigate this maze. Yeah. Well, yeah, the player's going to get lost, and that's not going to be fun, right? Right. When, you ha when it's like John Romero, when it's the Johns doing it, <laughs> you might get lost, but it's like, it's, it's always very interesting and there's lots of secrets yeah. and, and Quake and Doom also both have a, the premise of those games is uh, m somehow more buck wild than Aliens versus Predator 2. <laughs> That's like kind of an impressive aspect of, of those games. So yeah. there's lots of weird stuff that can be everywhere. When you're lost in an Aliens versus Predator 2 map, there's nothing yeah. there that you're going to happen upon. There, right. there are not there there are not walls that are that you can walk through. There's not like goofy video gamey stuff there because they are interested in a more grounded, you know, science fiction film and television world. Yeah, that doesn't allow for the super video gamey things that could possibly make getting lost in the maze mm -hmm. easier to handle. Right, but when you get lost. The game becomes nothing, which is like kind of an issue, <laughs> right? And I would say m that I ran into that way more in the Xenomorph campaign, yeah, yeah, than any of the others. Well, because Xenomorphs, um, you're climbing on walls and stuff. It's very easy to get just like wickedly turned around because you like start crawling up a wall and you literally don't. You start to look at the room and you're like, I don't know which side of this room I entered from. Like I have, yeah, I, I, and so then you start backtracking, not even realizing you're backtracking for like. Yeah, a, a while, and you're like, wait, nope, I've been in this conference room. Uh-oh, time to turn around and go all the way back through everything else. It's very easy to do, yeah. um, and and you know, it. This feels like it's a shame to to complain about something like this because to me, this almost always comes down to to first and foremost uh, budget. Sure. Um, I would say each you could kind of feel that each campaign was like, okay, we only have this many like varieties of environments that we can make for this game, mm -hmm. and we have three campaigns. So like, I think maybe maybe where they erred a little bit was like perhaps each campaign could have just had a little bit of the different flavors. Whereas it feels like the way they went was like we'll have this type of of environment for a lot of the predator levels, although not all. Um, this type of environment for a lot of the alien in, uh, levels, but not all. And then this type yeah. of environment for the marine levels. So no matter which campaign you play, I feel like you get a little bit too much of of one thing. And that can really cause your brain to sort of be like, I don't know where I am because I have been in rooms yeah. that have all of these assets in them, all these objects, all of the, the walls are the same. So many times 
um, that your brain can just get kind of lost. Yeah. Which is a shame because a lot of the gameplay stuff is interesting. Yeah. I, I, I feel like the level design is the problem, and that's where I did not really enjoy my experience with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really interesting weapons for the Marines. Um, the fact that the aliens can crawl on walls is fantastic i just feel like these things were not utilized I in agree. a way as yeah. to like really make it sing really you know? underutilized because if you think about crawling on walls think about like how gosh like <laughs> what a is it weird a level mc you can escher right like that. you could just yeah. do crazy stuff absolutely and uh, yeah it feels like a lot of it is actually quite linear in like how you're going through uh like you know the the air ducts of ships and stuff when it's like yeah. these could be like significantly more open environments that you're like really exploring as the sneaky alien and you never really get to do that in the single player uh we'll we'll kind of circle back around to some of this stuff in the multiplayer but um the one thing i didn't touch nearly enough so i'm actually just curious to get your take on is the single player predator stuff uh because predator is where it's significantly more mechanical in terms of your item set and whatnot yeah I so of the three that you can play as the I like the predator the least. Yeah, your tools that you're given are they feel um, they're all very interesting. And I think if if you had like a slightly different mix of them, it it could have been something that I was really into. They feel kind of like they weren't play tested quite enough to decide whether they were fun or not. <laughs> um, a lot of the vision stuff that you can use as the predator yeah. will make a lot of the challenge not challenging yeah. because it's like, oh, there's the guy over there. Right. Um, and uh, well, I will say this though. So, so the game does like at times get like wildly difficult. Mm -hmm. um, it never feels like it gets difficult in a way though that I'm very satisfied by. So it, it can't find, there's this kind of like, there's this kind of game designerly like we give you this tool and then we challenge you to use it this way yeah. and then we might challenge you to use it a further way that alien versus predator kind of doesn't have that i desperately wish it had yeah um in both the marine and especially the predator campaign they just kind of dump all the tools on you right, right away they're like here is everything mm -hmm. we are not really going to challenge your competency with any of these things and then sometimes you'll run into boss fights where it feels like I'm not even sure this is testing my my ability to play this game thus far. Right. So it it feels like it's a competent game. Um, and there's a lot of I mean, if we want to talk about sound and lighting, the sound, especially yeah. in this game, is it's magnificent. Like the the fact that they obviously i mean i don't know this for a fact because i didn't do a whole lot of research uh on this game i wish i had done more because it is to me a little more fascinating to think about as a product than it is necessarily like a game to play in 2022 uh -huh. but it's obvious to me that they were given like the original sounds from right. the movies right. like like and that's really cool um and it just makes the game sound fantastic the fact that when you're playing the marine which by the way my favorite to play is the marine i don't i don't really like the other two yeah the marine is great because the marine has the best like it, it has the best atmosphere yeah when you are just playing you know the 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 guy or whatever and everybody else is like this this crazy alien because you're actually going to get scared yeah whereas it's hard to get scared when you're playing as an alien or as a predator you don't get really startled right. by anything you're especially the, the predator because you can see everything right you know right um you just you're just switching between visions and just being like and you know i can understand that for people that just just want to have a game where they get to role play as the predator, this is a great, you know, vehicle for yeah, that yeah, for yeah. you to pretend to be the predator. But as game design, I don't know if I find it that interesting. It's yeah. Like maybe a little too many options for me. Yeah, I I played a good chunk of Predator in the multiplayer, so maybe we can transition into talking a little bit more about the multiplayer then. And for me, what I felt like is that the Predator had a lot of ways to do very interesting trap setting and stuff and yeah we you know we only played this game uh online for a day hunter was playing streaming the the single player and stuff. we were both playing the game a little bit before that but we did one like solid multiplayer day and something i want to note is i mean obviously with any first person shooter it's about like how good you eventually become with it so it's not like right. any of us were gonna utilize all of these tools and predator is certainly the most complex of the three right and some mm -hmm. of the people we played with 
had hopped on a server. Uh, shout out to, uh, is it Frodo and Old Wolf that were the first two online that day, I think. And yeah. uh, they they were hopping into some of the public lobbies and playing with people. And the story they told was like, we jumped into a game and the person that was playing the Predator uh, was wiping the floor with us. It was insane yeah. how good this person was at being the Predator. That and makes sense. I could see that being incredibly fun because you do have, you've got, you know, you've got like remote mines and nets to trap people in. And the coolest thing about the Predator toolkit is some tools work really well against aliens but not good against humans really at all and some tools work really good against humans and not really against right. aliens at all and your mastery of both of those things the predator just seems like hard mode basically and alien is easy mode and human is like intermediate or whatever because alien you just run around and just chomp on people as much as you can and and right. if they get if they catch wind of you you just duck out find an air duct run away try again later or whatever uh, and eventually you become the queen and you are an unstoppable god and you just like have health for days and can steamroll through rocket launchers like you can get shot by like five rockets as the queen and just still <laughs> still kill things uh right it's it's a it's a power fantasy to play as the xenomorphs in multiplayer uh but even with all that there's an i and i i, I wonder how much of this is in the original game how it was played in 2001 given how many people really 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 love this game and have very fond memories of it i have to assume most of this stuff was there it's an insane level level of control you have in this game in terms of like what you want your game uh settings to be game mode felt like there was a little bit to be desired like it's not like there were just like a ton of different wacky party games you could play and no. there's even it's even really restrictive in a lot of the game modes are set up explicitly as just two teams so it's just like well we're doing this game mode so it's aliens versus humans and it's like but no the the whole reason I want to play this game is like I want right. I want the three teams fighting against each other. Yeah, and even, yeah. There's actually technically four teams because there's two opposing human forces that you can have. It's like that is when this is on its like highest you know echelon is I I want to play this with 16 people, four teams. Everyone's doing crazy stuff and we're all folding on each other. The worst thing I could do in AVP two is is play with two teams where we're just kind of like eh, this is you know lightly asymmetric. I would love like asymmetric uh, player count and player balance too, though. If it yeah. was like, you know, uh, two teams of four, one is Marines and one is aliens, yeah. and then like one predator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, playing on <laughs> on their own. Right. Just like that. That just sounds like the ideal setup, um, and and maybe what the game should be aiming for. But yeah, the problem is the lack of of a lot of the game modes felt like just deathmatch even if it wasn't yes. deathmatch right so that that was kind of an issue yeah um and I, I i wish i wish the game was designed to be even more asymmetrical than it than it is so me the, one of the reasons that i think me and matt were really excited and hyped about this game yeah. um that might turn off people that you know are, are just like well i just like aliens versus predator too i just think it's a great game um we were just excited because of uh Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, which to us is like a classic yeah. multiplayer game. Um, and that is like an asymmetrical mu multiplayer game where it where it feels really good to play both sides. And there's only two sides, yeah. notably. So right. this is not the same challenge as what we're describing. Totally. But I feel like we approached it with like a, a desire yes. for something to feel, fill that gap. Right. And and this, I just think that the period of time that we're at and the amount of... Um, like resources that these people had to make this game meant that that it, it really couldn't be it really couldn't compare to that because yeah. Splinter Cell, at least then, not now, notably, sure. but at least then was a huge video game property. The first Splinter Cell had sold so well on the Xbox. It was kind of like there was this moment there where it felt like on the Xbox you had uh Master Chief, you had Call of Duty, and then you had the the Sam Fisher, Sam Fisher yeah. Splinter Cell games. Um, and then Splinter Cell was mismanaged, and right. and that that series went went away, um, which is sad because the the other two were both first person shooters, so this was kind of their only other thing. Um, there was also Gears of War, of course, but that doesn't come along until Xbox 360, right? Um, so I don't know. It, it's it it definitely um, disappointed me a little bit. Yeah, there there are some things in it that I that were better than I expected, but sadly they weren't really the things that I would say that I cared about a right. whole a whole heck of a lot. I was I was really hoping that it was going to be a very fun game to pick up and play. Yeah. Whereas I find it to be a little more of a like you really got to kind of 
dig into this game to like find the good nuggets and i trust that they're there because there's a huge community around right. this game right so there has to be there has to be stuff in there but like i'll say this you you just have to be very specific about how you play it because um we were playing the other day and matt you you had to run and you were hosting the server yeah so you just left the server on right <laughs> <laughs> which meant that we were going to play, we were playing this mode called uh, evac mode, which was my favorite because sure. it was the closest to a non-deathmatch mode. Um, it would just be team of Marines versus a team of aliens. Although I'm sure you can do whatever team configuration you, you want. out, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the way we were playing was team of Marines versus team of aliens. You have to get to the evac point. And uh, if you get your whole team to the evac point and wait 10 seconds, then you win. So that's cool. Kind of an alternate game thing. Right. Well, Matt leaves. And then we finish playing on the map that we're playing on. And then it just starts, it's just going to cycle any map. Yeah. And I guess something in the install installed like fan made yeah. map. There's a ton of fan made maps that are just included. And I, I just clicked, included I did, with the I, game. I, I, I had the option to do this and I don't know what's what. So I just check marked all. I just gave y'all every level. Every one. <laughs> and the problem with that is that the maps, Matt, the, a lot of the maps were bogus <laughs> there was a map that was the mines of moria running down the the, the big stairs scene from lord of the rings with they didn't have a balrog they hadn't modded in a balrog but they had modded in like a bright light uh-huh. that would kill you and make balrog noises <laughs> So, I love. I have to just say, I love early two thousands PC mod culture of every single thing needed a Lord of the Rings mode. Every yep. single game got every Lord of the Rings. Game <laughs> had to have a Lord of the Rings mode. <laughs> gotta have a Helm's had, Deep. Gotta have a Mines of Moria. Yeah. Gotta have a yep. Minas Tirith. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't very fun. Yeah. Uh, that mode, though, I will say that <laughs> it was hilarious to see it, and it made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, was it fun to play? No, it was not fun to play. Right. So it's just, it's Aliens versus Predator 2 in 2022 mm-hmm. is just not a very curated right. experience. You've got to curate it yourself is the whole thing. Yeah. And the yeah. levels of control are there. And you, I could see worlds where you get this to like, the, the thing I think about is when you start playing games like this that are like really asymmetric or weird or whatever, and you start just coming up with your own game modes, right? We talked about this a lot in Halo stuff and like explicitly Halo 3. And I can see a world where you can sort of get that stuff going in Aliens vs. Predator 2. Like you said earlier, Hunter, it's like you you can feather so many of the controls and like how much damage things do and what kits each person gets. You could come up with a mode where it's like two Predators, four Aliens, six infantry and the the infantry have exactly this loadout and it's like you could tailor an experience to your play group and their skill level i mean it's like it reminds me of when we played dota back in the day and we had two people that were amazing at dota and then a bundle of you that were all decently good and then like me and one other person that were absolutely trash at dota which then meant we got to build our teams out as like, well, yeah. we get to split up the goods and split up the bads and split up the intermediates. And then we actually have like a decent little operation going here. Like right. I, you could do that with Aliens versus Predator 2. You could lean into like, if you're really bad, you're on the alien team because things come easy for you. Like I I get why this game has a dedicated following. Um, I just have to reiterate it. I came at it with a really bad mindset of, like you said, Hunter, I want... I want to discover today's playable chaos theory. You right. you can get chaos theory apparently working. It takes a lot of doing and it's a whole mess. But just I'm just so sad that there's there's not like this revival of these kinds of games. Like the closest thing I can think of of like a properly asymmetric experience is that Turtle Rock Studios people they did Evolve not too long ago that's pretty asymmetric but that's still not even like the thing i'm after it's just i i i I yearn for this game mode to hit me in the right way and and yeah this one wasn't what i wanted even though it seems to be really competent at this other thing that it seems pretty good at doing i'll make you a deal ubisoft (laughs) do a half-assed remaster of Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, you don't even need to do a good job. Yeah. You don't even need to do a good job. I don't even care. Yeah. And then reopen the multiplayer servers. Yeah. Please. So that we can play it. Yep. 
I will play a bad remaster of Splinter Cell Chaos Theory as long as you give me that multiplayer back and I can play it on my Xbox the way Jesus intended me to do. Okay, <laughs> like Jesus intended. Yeah, there's there is uh, supposed to be an upcoming Splinter Cell game, and uh, I just don't have high hopes for it at all. Um, there's there's here's what it is actually. It's it's in December 2021. Ubisoft revealed they are working on a remake of the first game, which it's like okay, we are dipping our toes into remake territory, but the first game is not where we get the bananas stuff it's it's pandora yeah. tomorrow and chaos theory where we start getting fun multiplayer and goofy right. stuff right so they even just recently like very recently shut down the servers for blacklist which was the most modern uh revival of the spies versus mercs multiplayer and I that's gone it. now too that's also just gone now you just yeah. can't play it uh, and yeah. i'm sure it'll take some time before that community is able to like rebuild servers for it or whatever but it is extraordinarily difficult to play these games. This is not a Splinter Cell episode, though. That will come uh, at some point. But, yeah, that's just what I yearn for in all this. So, so yeah, Aliens vs. Predator 2. I, I, there's a lot that I can get down with, and I could see myself getting into this game if I were actually going to, like, sit down with it for a long time. But I think the problem is that onboarding issue of just, like, they throw way too much at you immediately and expect you to just sort of know what to do with all of it and that is not actually really the case i think you just got to know your genre a little bit yeah i would say that that aliens versus predator 2 as a first person shooter game is pretty pretty by the numbers yeah. and i would say this about basically any if any of the individual aspects of this game you if you just kind of lopped it off from the rest of it not, doesn't add up to a whole a whole lot right um so if you have kind of the imagination to get excited about those pieces coming together and if you're willing to put in the elbow grease to make it interesting yeah i would say this too if you if you do people still do land parties because this would be a great land party this is game. such a good land game it's such yeah. a good land party game that it's like so, so disappointing yep that like that I can't just be in the same room with a bunch of people with computers playing this. Honestly, maybe it's time to bring lands back. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to start hosting lands at my my apartment in you, Brooklyn. You know what's I'm wild gonna about it? I'm just going to be like let let's just do it. We have like better and better laptops. It 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 kind of boggles. You know what's really the biggest issue is how bad uh, like Mac has dropped the ball on having their computers be good at games because so many people own Macs. A lot of people have laptops like you would think lands would be easier than ever of just like you get a bunch of laptops in the same room and go right. hog wild or whatever, you know, but it's it's not that we're still sort of in a towers control gaming, right? You But you can yeah. make small towers these days even like you don't even need that huge of a computer to no, run a lot of stuff pretty well. It's yeah, it's mind boggling that lands are not um, that are they're just done. They just are not around anymore. Yeah, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to single-handedly bring it back. Um, and this definitely would be a game that I would have in the yeah. rotation of that. Right. So take that as you will. You know, I, I feel like I'm I'm a little bit negative on this game. Yeah. But also, I am not the world's biggest first-person shooter guy. Uh -huh. And I don't have a lot of patience for a first-person shooter game that feels a little unexceptional. And I yeah. would say that's kind of like where we're at with this game. Right. I played a lot of first-person shooters when I was the age I was in 2001. Yeah. I played all the Star Trek first-person <laughs> shooters. Like, I played a lot of these yeah. games, these, like, early 2000s. Very just, just, just kind World of... World War II. So much World War II. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, a lot of World just War II. drowned in World War II. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of science fiction first-person shooters with, like, you know, it, trying to have interesting lighting and being, like kind of scary sometimes yeah. yeah um and really just being obsessed with quake you know like that that's what i played a lot of the games in the aftermath of 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 quake's mm -hmm. release basically mm -hmm. i did not play quake when i was a kid in the day. but i did play a lot of games that that were yeah. so uh, obsessed with quake well we still live um, in the shadow of doom and quake today even yeah. even yeah. now so okay uh, do we want to talk about this in the context of 2001 exclusively I think this one's extraordinarily hard to talk about in 2001 because honestly, because we played it the way we played it with the, the upgrades we played it with, I have no idea what this game looked like in 2001 aside from hearing lots of people talk about how much they liked it. Uh, notably, though, this is a time where internet speeds were 
sort of a crapshoot. Like, even in the version we played, you can choose your... Like, you could opt to play this at 56K if you wanted to. (laughs) It's a a thing that AVP gives you access to. Uh, So, so yeah, I, 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 I question what exactly this game was like the people we played with uh in our you know in the oga community that played it back in the day said they only ever played it via LAN. this i mean this was a LAN game right because you're talking about an era where internet is pretty a pretty big crap shoot Uh, who knows if it's going to work super great for you you you, you've got to have the setup for it or whatever so i mean as a LAN experience this certainly uh, i could see being pretty amazing but I don't, I don't know where that puts it on our story of 2001 as a year list. Well, here's my thing. I don't think it really adds very much to the story of 2001. Right. I feel like it's actually looking backwards a lot. We were hoping it was going to be kind of a, a, uh, a, a piece of the puzzle, like a lost piece of the mm-hmm. puzzle. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... And the other thing, too, is that in doing some research on the series... I gotta be honest. I kind of want to play that Atari Jaguar <laughs> Alien versus Predator game. I like. I was watching somebody play that earlier, and man, that looks real good. That looks better than this game. I think that like there's something about the early 3D first-person shooter mm-hmm. that either my brain has received like far too much of it, or perhaps it's just been that that genre was so iterated upon itself yeah. that. Really, only the very best stuff yep. sticks out. Right, it's a very competitive genre. Three D first person. We're still making those. Right, you know what I mean. Right. Like, right. <laughs> so, it's 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 definitely and and I would say that even in two thousand one, if I had played Half Life, I probably would have been like, well, this is sort of like Half Life with with some multiplayer, but mm-hmm. also there's Half Life. You yeah. know, I could just play Half Life. Right. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's a little little tricky um for the 2001 list though i would say that i i I do not rank it uh highly at all yeah um i don't think it adds anything to the story i think it's it reminds me a little bit of how i feel about tony hawk's pro skater 3 on this Mm -hmm. list which is that it's more about the past than it is about the future yeah um i think it would be great if someone made a new version of this though yeah paradoxically man i'm still exact that's what it really comes down to is and, and i asked you this question honor uh yesterday or the day before and and you gave a pretty hilarious answer which was uh kind of right on the money but i was just like why isn't anybody doing this and your answer was just like uh clearly because it's really hard <laughs> like duh yeah. it's just extraordinarily difficult to make these kinds of ideas work uh yeah. as as a gameplay experience yeah i mean game design wise like asymmetry is yeah. the hardest thing to it's hard you know like we we can barely get games where things are symmetrical. The players have access <laughs> to all the same abilities, and it's not considered balance. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that's it's just tough. It's it's it's. I would imagine it would be. I mean, so we're both really into to root the board game, yeah. which is asymmetrical as all get out, um, and that game is really complicated right. to learn, especially right. compared to a video game. Right. Generally speaking, I would say the advantage of a board game is that. You can let your design heart go wild because all we have to do at the end of the day in order to produce this baby right. is get cardboard right. with words on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Is get the thing printed, dang it. It's yeah. also easy to change stuff because you just right. strike that from the record and write right. a new thing where it was. Literally scribble into the margins with it if you want. <laughs> Who cares? But with a video game, yeah. there's so many moving parts in order to make this asymmetry work. Yeah. It just feels like it's, you know what, you know what it would be these days? And I actually think this would be a good model for it. And I'm going to say something a little apocryphal. I would play a games as service, like Fortnite style game. If it was asymmetrical multiplayer and the, the developer kept supporting it. Right. Um, ethically, of course. Um, although I don't know, maybe that's not possible with games as service. I don't really, it's, I, I think the, I think the thing with where we're at with uh, how ethically games are made is that hopefully the industry is listening to people calling it out. Yeah. But I have no idea, and I don't expect them to. Right. Um, sorry, that's kind of a weird no, tangent I, to go I, on. I, but, I, but I agree. It's, it's 
these games are so hard to get because the expectation is that you balance it perfectly before release, which will never happen. It just no. can't. That's not how it. It's like you have to do the you have to do the super giant Hades thing of like it's in development openly early access for like two years or whatever, and everyone's playing it and helping us balance it, and then we eventually say, uh, it's released now. I don't know. Shut up. Yeah, I don't know. It's we're in such a weird place yeah. uh, with everything. Well, we started this episode with uh you know joking around about the post cyberpunk capitalist nightmare that we're living in but uh, it you know it feels very yeah. feels very apt it feels like the it reminds me of the Wayland Utani corporation every day you know you know what i'm talking about and i myself remind myself more and more as a xenomorph every day i look in the mirror and i see my my evolution you know eventually i will be a full on drone and i will do as my corporate masters tell me to so we have a Patreon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you can support our Patreon at patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac. Give us money and we will continue to tell you what products we like and dislike. Uh-huh. Is so this feels like a bottom of the 2001 list. My only question to you is I really you just, just think it's go straight to the bottom. Well, is it is it I I, I see an argument. I, I like Klonoa two more, so I that's why I'm putting I like I I <laughs> And I like Clone Oa 2 more as a 2001 game, but I well, could see this? I could see Let's Alien vs Predator going ahead of it. I don't, I don't care. Well, you even said it, it's in a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 area, so Let's have some fun with it. So last week, yeah, we, we decided up. to make the list under the assumption that it had to do it needed to all be about how important this game was in 2001. Mm-hmm. And I think Aliens vs Predator 2 would probably be the bottom of that list. It's not a very it's not a very important game. Yeah. Uh, for 2001. But what if we did this time the list based off how interesting the game is to think about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the the promise that the game put forward in 2001 and what yeah. the follow up became of that. What is the yeah. promise? Well, so first and foremost, if we're just rearranging the list real quick, that promise, I, I hey, I'm slapping Bongayo right back up at the top, baby. <laughs> It is fun to think about Bongayo. Um, so for me, the games that the games that come to mind as being uh, exceptionally fun to think about are Pikmin, yeah, Grand Theft Auto Three, sure, still I think is is more fun to think about. And then I would put Aliens vs Predator Two in that in that top four. I don't necessarily that wasn't I wasn't throwing out an order there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think those are the games that I think are the most fun to think about in this list. Right. Yeah. I don't know what. What do we feel like is number one in that? What? What? What do you? What were agree your four again? For? Aliens, Grand Theft Auto, Bongayo. So, so no, not Bongayo. Bongayo, Pikmin, Grand Theft Auto Three, and Aliens versus Predator Two. Those okay. are the fun ones to think about. Yeah. Um, in terms, if not necessarily to play. Right. I I think I I do think in terms of thinking about and where things could go, and especially as a retrospective. Of like, what does this mean for like where we went and and what where we could have gone? Um, I think that Grand Theft Auto Three get does score a decent number of points, but I also mm-hmm. it's also the part where I get the most negative because I'm just like I see where it led and I don't like it. I'm not a fan of so many of the things that were born out of Grand Theft Auto Three. So I keep wanting. Is to... that is that how true is that though? I mean, mean, didn't we just watch a trailer for a new for the Breath of the Wild sequel and we're like, heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, were we not excited about that? About yeah, it's... Grand Theft Auto Three with a sword and it's but Zelda. Did anyone predict Breath of the Wild when you looked at Grand Theft Auto Three? Absolutely. A hundred percent. You're tell you all I gotta do to prove you wrong on this one is just find a forum post from around two thousand one <laughs> of someone being like Grand Theft Auto Zelda though? I'm sure there were like hundreds of people saying, Why not Grand Theft Auto Zelda? <laughs> And yeah, they sounded dumb then, uh-huh. but l- guess what? It was a great idea. It was a great idea. <laughs> Fine. I'll, I'll give it. I do think Aliens vs. Predator 2 is next on my list of thinking about. It, for me, here's my top four. GTA okay. 3, Aliens vs. Predator 2, Bongayo, Pikmin. I think that's okay. my, in order of thinkiness, I like, I, I like that the most. Okay. I'm, I'm down for it. To be, I, think, I think the way I would order that, the more we talk about, I think I would say Pikmin... 
GTA 3, Alien vs. Predator 2, and then Bong Guy. What's, what's with Pikmin? So we're opposite on Pikmin, so I'm, I'm curious to explore that. Pikmin uh, is, was just such, it's such a weird, interesting game yeah. um, that I reflect on my experience with a, it a lot. Um, and we talked about this in the re-ranking. That game casts a long shadow after yeah. you play it because it's just such a one-of-a-kind right. experience. Um, which is, I think, also why like people just kind of steadily want more of it because yeah. it's like if you're a fan of pikmin like you where are you gonna else. go <laughs> to get more pikmin yeah um and also it's it's hard to imagine nintendo ever making a game like pikmin ever again right so anytime you're thinking about nintendo doing anything it's just kind of i mean i guess the closest we've got is splatoon uh for mm. nintendo like taking a stab at a genre they're not known for yeah, yeah. and doing it in a weird way but the problem is that splatoon is not for me and i don't like it and yeah. i'm gonna be a grumpy old man sure, about sure. it well I'll, um, I'll, i did I'll, play some of it recently, I, I would but... like to play with you a little bit i i, I won't put, put pikmin number one but i'll i'll jump it ahead of aliens versus predator 2 and bongayo so the so the top okay. four will be G gta 3 pikmin aliens versus predator 2 and then bongayo in terms oh, I of like that. most interesting to think about. For me, number five is Halo Combat Evolved with a bullet. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, I think I think that's about as then things get a little bit trickier. Probably Super Mon I mean, I certainly like think for for thinkiness, my next two in no particular order would be Super Monkey Ball and Klonoa 2, but I don't know if that tracks with you at all. Um, I would say my next thinky one would be Sonic Adventure 2 over both of those. Yeah. Because of 3D Sonic and what are we doing and where's yeah. everything going? I'll yeah. give it to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that. Uh, but if if we do Sonic Adventure two, I would like to put Klonoa two above Super Monkey Ball. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I don't think there's really anything to think about with Super Monkey Ball. Is the yeah, thing. yeah. It's it could like... go at the bottom of this list as far as I'm concerned. It needs to be at the bottom of one of these lists. <laughs> and I think the thinky list might make sense. I mean, right. it's Super Monkey Ball. Right. It's a visceral. It's experience. exactly what it is on the tin. That's it. You yeah. did it. <laughs> it makes sense that our bottom two would be like the one where you're a monkey in a ball and the one where you skate. Yeah, yeah. Like that makes sense to me. Right. They're not thinky experiences. Yeah. Um. So it would be Super Monkey Ball. And then, and then Tony, Tony Hawk's, Hawk Pro Skater 3. Yeah. And I think that tracks. I, th I don't think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 is interesting to think about even slightly. The, th there's an errant signal video about explicitly Tony. It's about the whole Tony Hawk series, but he talks the most about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. And mm. uh, that is the extent of what you can think about Tony Hawk's Pro Like that 20 minute video is yeah. it. It is all discourse surrounding Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 encapsulated. Uh, so, yeah, you should you should check that out, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love Aaron Signal. Though. Yeah. He he makes great videos. He yeah. hasn't made that many in a while, but it feels like whenever he does make a video, it's very now it's bold, uh, meaty, and yeah. uh, and and big and long. That Children of Doom series, man. Uh, so now we need to rank Aliens versus Predator two on the master list. Yeah, uh, which is uh, a a whole other kind of tall order. Recently, we've been picking uh decades, as I I call them, <laughs> the ten set, sets of tens where we believe. Uh, on each of our own essentially personal lists where this game belongs. Hunter, do you have a dart to throw at the board for uh, for where you think Aliens vs. Predator 2 sits? Yeah, I think, um, gonna be honest, I think it's bottom 10. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily the bottom of the bottom 10. It's right. not in the real bad zone to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but I would put it in the bottom 10. I... Uh, I, I, I can make a few arguments for like mid forties, but then I look at, then I look at like, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot going on. Let's, let's, let's aim for bottom 10. Let's start top up and, and see how far it falls. I want to do that. We haven't done right. that in a while, I think. So for you, what is the highest it would go definitively? Because of the mixed up situation here. Yeah. I would I would not want it to go above technically Halo 2 based off my own rankings. Whoa. But if I compromise <laughs> not, a little that's bit. Bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I liked Halo 2 better than yeah, yeah. than this game. Right. Um but Halo 2 is up higher in general on on my own list. Sure. Halo 2 is like my number 48. Mm -hmm. Um so I think I think I'll say I wouldn't put it above Twisted Metal 2 for sure. I was going to say the same, actually. Okay. I, I, cool, even cool, as a person cool. who didn't love Twisted Metal 2, I found the multiplayer uh, more actual fun. Aliens vs. Yeah. Predator 2 is, a, is, a, is more to think about 
and you could get better at it, but just like sitting down and playing it, you get right into the fun with Twisted Metal 2, like immediately. You're just ready to yeah. go. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So so we start then. Uh, we'll read kind of this this list. Uh, 47 is Solar Ash, and then Mass Effect, Metroid Dread, Killer Instinct, Golden Eye, Halo 2. There's a couple similar breeds right there. First-person multiplayer games. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2, War of the Monsters, and Kingdom Hearts, Chain of Memories. It's certainly not going to fall quite that far. But no. Aliens vs. Predators 2 versus Solar Ash. Both games that I think about more than I enjoyed playing. Solar Ash also wanted to look backwards and sort of suggest a, a, a revival of something that I don't think it pulled the trigger on. I don't think it successfully did all of that. Uh, all that being said, I there are aspects of Solar Ash that I genuinely did enjoy the playing of more, but maybe pound for pound... Aliens versus Predator 2 was more fun across the board. I, the way I'm trying to say this is Solar Ash had higher highs, but Aliens versus Predator 2 did not have nearly as many lows <laughs> as Solar Ash did for hmm. me. I like Solar Ash, I would say, more. Yeah. Um, Alien versus Predator 2 has a lot of uh, really, really janky moments. Oh, sure. Um, where your character can get caught of on some like weird geometry um you can get easily like very lost it can be confusing as to like what is a button you can press yeah. and what <laughs> yeah. is not a button you can press right i spent a very long time lost in one part on a marine level looked up a guide and then it was like go into the room that you've been in and then you flip the switch and i'm like flip <laughs> switch. the switch <laughs> and then there's no light in there okay yeah. by the way uh and you look and like, yeah, there's just this little switch up top. And it's just like, it's it just the way it was placed was very, uh, yeah. very annoying. So I would say that Solar Ash did not throw me out of the experience yeah. that often. Right. Um, and when Solar Ash got good, I, I, I was more, when it was doing its thing, the thing that it was aspiring to be, um, I was more satisfied by that in yeah. its highs than anything that I experienced in Alien vs. Predator 2. Definitely. Okay. Uh, so then Mass Effect versus Aliens vs. Predator 2. Uh, you know, Mass Effect being this big open-ended promise of things to come, but uh, mechanically, uh, I think, a mess in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of things not that interesting about Mass Effect in the gameplay itself. Um, but... The universe is pretty good, although, you know, even though I'm not crazy into Aliens vs. Predator, there's people that certainly are, so I, I would I would probably say there are people that argue that this universe is on par with Mass Effect. I'm not one of them, uh, but it's certainly a beloved set of franchises. Yeah, um, what's more ethical, uh, Space Marines or Space Cops? <laughs> Is my question yeah <laughs> um the space military industrial complex or you yeah. know what 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 is it at which, least which in aliens versus predator here? 2 you get to completely tear the sp space marines apart right you get to just like be their mm -hmm. antagonist and, and and do crazy stuff to them uh that's true yeah um and we love hating on mass effect on this show <laughs> but my vote i i mean you still vote mass effect this this game is not on the same level no. as Mass Effect. Mass Effect has an annoying car that's really right. poorly designed. Well, yeah, and I don't like the abilities in Mass Effect. Is the other thing we don't talk, we don't bring up often enough because we're usually sort of blazing through the talky points. But mm -hmm. uh, like the ability system gets vastly improved in Mass Effect Two, and that's the whole thing. Like the shooting feels okay in Mass Effect, but the the other stuff. But that being said, the the choices that are made, like the core conceit of Mass Effect is still very much there in Mass Effect. And I think that's what I don't cling to often enough that people are mad that we throw Mass Effect in the trash can about is like very, very good world building, actually. And yeah, like good, interesting choices of doing that, like that, that, you know, affect the game. Like there's good stuff in there. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to to let AVP2 fall, uh, especially because next up is Metroid Dread and I we were fairly unimpressed with Metroid Dread, but I think right. I think Metroid Dread is still a, a actually a quite good game, even if it's just that it's an iterative sort of whatever. Here's another one of them, right? I I 
I actually, I enjoyed playing Metroid Dread. I just don't like thinking about Metroid Dread. That's what, they're like opposites to me, AVB2 and Metroid Dread. <laughs> I, I don't love playing AVB2, but I like thinking about it. I like playing Metroid Dread, but I don't like thinking about it. I rated on my personal list Metroid Dread and Killer Instinct just above AVP2. Okay. So this is where the, it's very close to me yeah. as far as like how much I liked one versus how much I liked the other. Sure. I gave the edge in my own ranking to Metroid Dread, I think mostly just because it felt like um, a more complete and interesting experience if it was... It, I don't know. It's like Metroid Dread. Uh, the execution is just on a on another level yeah. compared to to where AVP two for is. For sure, for sure. Um, AVP two feels floppier and also like just kind of simpler. Mm -hmm. um, whereas Metroid Dread is like it. It is a Metroid game. Um, it's just that it being a Metroid game was not like the most exciting thing to me. Right. Um, especially since I feel like there are better Metroid games that you could play. Yeah. Um. So so for it to just be so close. Do something that you can just play otherwise right. however i will say this i mean so yeah dread killer instinct are both like one and two spots away from from yeah. where avp well, is on my list so at this point it's kind of dealer's choice yeah i'll get meta a little bit because what we're about to, what, what is a danger zone here is if we put aliens versus predator 2 below killer instinct we have this ugly first person shooter triarchy in AVP2, GoldenEye, and Halo 2 all sitting directly next to each other. Right. Which is something I would seek to avoid. So either sure. AVP2 maybe goes right above Killer Instinct or even above Metroid Dread. But it doesn't feel like either of us actually think uh, Metroid Dread is worse than AVP2. So maybe it sits right between them and is our new number 50. Um, Yeah, or 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 48. I, I don't care either way. I, I think... I think this is what because if we let it go past Killer Instinct, what will be tricky is that I have rated GoldenEye and Halo Two Above. higher up on my list than than on our than on our collective list. Yeah. So for me, if we get to GoldenEye, I will actually try and argue it down to right above Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Which would put it in that trio area. Yeah. So we should definitely leave it in the Metroid Dread Killer Instinct area. Yeah. I think. Okay. Well, the the other thought that's occurring to me right now is. Really, Mass Effect is where our list turns to things that make me actively angry, yeah. things that actually upset me in a specific way. Right. Um, now, I think Mass Effect has enough good in it that it overrides the things that make me mad about Mass Effect 1, but then like Metroid Dread and Killer Instinct have things that just genuinely annoy me. And I can't right. point to that many specific things in Aliens vs. Predator 2 that just genuinely annoy me. I didn't play as much of the single player as you did, and there are things in the single player that annoyed you. I, again, all this getting lost stuff. Um, but, like, for me, if I were going to become a fan of Aliens vs. Predator 2, it would have nothing to do with the single player, like I said before. I, I, I would. This would be kind of like a Halo 3 thing for me, where it's like, whatever about the single player. I'm, I'm giving this all of its points because of the multiplayer sort of yeah. arena. Um, mm -hmm. So to that end, I, I, I don't mind putting this at number 49 in between Mass Effect and Metroid Dread because it doesn't good actively me. piss me off, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I, I totally get that. So, so Aliens vs. Predator 2 will be our new 49 mm -hmm. on the list of currently 56 games. Um, I hope that any lovers of this game did not were, were not offended by this uh, placement. I would say... That it's still, I mean, honestly, the line of quality is yeah. just right there at Sonic Adventure he, Two. Here's I mean, what I think: I Sonic think, Adventure Two and down is bad. Everything above is yeah. a, is good. Right, and and I think too, the people that are fans of AVP Two have been ignored for so long. They're happy that this episode exists. That we're talking. You know about what I it, mean? Yeah. Like that yeah. is that's the honor we've done for AVP Two is the fact that we were like excited to even play it. That's that is like where that kind of game sits in this list is hey, just it's like in the we've top forgot hundred about it. right you know what i mean exactly. of all games that exist it's in the top hundred that's pretty good for avp2 i think that's like quite quite an accomplishment yeah it beat a metroid game <laughs> it beat a hot new nintendo game right. so I, I i will be proud of that and yeah. say like yeah this like weird 2001 pc first person shooter is better than some of the latest offerings from nintendo yeah yep. <laughs> there you go take that <laughs> nintendo well fantastic uh we are uh 
coming through, this is our sixth game of this season. We've done six yeah. 2001 games back-to-back. Next week, we are taking a short break from 2001 for one of our off-topic games. I am intending to have The Secret of Monkey Island beaten before we uh, have the next episode for you. So please look forward to a much older PC game uh, that we're going to dive into, and that'll be our sh- short sojourn from 2001 as we will do a number of times this season uh yeah i'm i'm excited for that it's a game i've always wanted to finish and i haven't yet because i keep black i got i keep being slow i've been really trapped in the dad lands recently and it's time to uh put the put the you know put my money where my mouth is for this we need (laughs) to liberate you from the dad lands and i'm just not sure i have plans for how to do it i'm just not sure it's called kindergarten and we're three years out unfortunately oh my god i have to wait for (laughs) kindergarten please please let me out of my misery um yeah so i'm really excited for um you know continuing this season getting deeper into it i'm excited to talk about secret of monkey island but be Past that, we have a couple episodes I'm super excited about, which is uh, Max Payne, um, which is, by the way, not d- don't expect us to be like Max Payne is the greatest game. It, it is a it is a very weird experience playing this game. It's very strange. It's very weird streaming it too. Uh-huh. Max Payne is like kind of an edgy teen oh, level no. of writing. It is edgy teen, just like you know. Thinking that the, you know, I've hey, I've seen a film. Yeah. I know how it goes. I saw Fight Club. I understand, <laughs> I understand emotions and character <laughs> and stuff like that. And anyways, his name is Max Payne. Yeah. Um, but also Remedy, just a just a wonderful studio, and it's cool to be playing like the first game that they made, especially because I've played basically all their games at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think that they are um real just just some real cool folks um i hope they don't suck or have done anything bad yeah Uh, but i'm sure they have okay (laughs) i'm sure they have never played a single one of their games not a not a one and this will be my first this will be my first oh this is gonna suck (laughs) because you're just gonna be like you're gonna be like hunter this game blows and be like no 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 no. and i'll be like trust me matt they get older they grow up (laughs) They grow up, Matt. I promise they're not children anymore. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamers Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Night Corey. Hey.